Which the one where he falls off you know, the like, cliff, or the one where he holds the, up the so cross? So I have the tiger and Rocky, the, stuff like that. The opening scene in La oh, like, La Land. Like favorite montage? I have a, I have a favorite montage for sure. Oh wait, are we talking montages or you, musical if, if scenes? It's, it's a, it's a montage overlaid with with music. Then yeah, yeah. Well, isn't the entire that, Karate Kid movie the... a montage? Well, is, is there music overlaid? I believe so. Yeah. Well, then I guess. I guess. Plus, it had Ralph, whatever his name is in it, Chachi. That literally has nothing to do with this. He's <laughs> in the '80s. Mortal Kombat. Dad has Joe Biden brain, apparently. <laughs> Mortal Kombat with that stupid techno song that's so good. <laughs> uh, I really, so I really like. There's like these like two musical moments that i really enjoy like one is in a, in i think rocky four when he like had it, there's like nine montages in that movie um because he how else do you show guy works out for like a few weeks in a fun way um but like he wears like the horse on his neck and he's like rah, 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 like going like left right left right rocky rocky and like he's like running through the snow and that shit so that's that's definitely my favorite Favorite montage. Uh, and then, You're going to pick Rocky Four this week, aren't you, you son of a bitch? I, He's thinking about it for if sure. You veto, if you veto my pick, now I might pick Rocky Four. I love Wait, Rocky Four. So Rocky Four is the one with... Um, um, Ivan Drago. Is it Drago or Mr. T? Yeah, and the, and the robot. If he dies, he dies. There's a robot. Wait. There's what, a robot. So is Mr. He T in the third one? Mr. T is the third one. Mr. T kills Mick. Drago kills Apollo. Oh, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Okay. And before Drago kills Apollo, Rocky gives him like a talking robot as like a gift, like a robot butler as a gift. It's amazing. Well, it's amazing. so <laughs> the, Daniel still gets the Apollo Creed Rocky beach scene in Rocky Two is pretty good. Isn't that Rocky Three? Is it Rocky Three? Yeah, I think that's because they. Oh, you're right. It's Rocky Three. Apollo I've never trains seen up Rocky. a full Rocky movie in my entire life. You've never seen a full Rocky movie. Welcome to Darko Malboy. Do you know that Sylvester Stallone <laughs> won an Academy Award Rocky for Malboy, Rocky? Rocky Malboy, Rocky, Rocky podcast, Rocky. <laughs> he won. A, Rocky Sylvester Rocky. Stallone won an Academy Award. Okay, why really? are we talking about Rocky? <laughs> he won. We're talking about different movies. Yeah, we, I like, literally we asked him a different movie. About Rocky. I literally a asked him a different time. movie. Um, I could talk a long time about Rocky. Oh, uh, let's, Sam, I'd, I'd I would not have expected Rocky to be your favorite movie. Favorite montage. Favorite montage isn't a Rocky movie. Favorite musical moment, also Rocky. It's also a Rocky movie. I have they're, a tiger. They're both... It has to be. It must be. It's a good one. It's a classic. What about when Marty McFly plays um, in Back to the Future? When Marty McFly appropriates African American yeah. culture. Lloyd's also in that movie, so that that that's that a transition. That tracks. When Marty he was McFly in this for like a second though. And eats watermelon and fried chicken in front of the crowd. Oh wow! My God. Can we edit, edit that out? Yeah. Enjoy editing that. Jeez. Hi, hi, okay. everyone. This is Darko Malboy. I am Scott. Who are you? I'm Mitchell. Anyone else? I am Sam. <laughs> I'm Sam. That's not the movie we're watching. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make that joke every single week, by the way. Cool. Unless you use a different name. You haven't oh, been do introduced I... yet. Be quiet. Oh, sorry. I'm Julia. 
Now you can say something. Hi, I'm Scott also. This is another Scott, so... I'm a special guest on today's podcast, although if this goes well, they may invite me to be a regular contributor. You're going to have to pay money to us. No, my goal is to be on NPR. <laughs> you would very much be the, the Frank Reynolds. Yep, that is very true. Um, this week, we watched the greatest movie of the 80s, um, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Calling about is everything okay with the alien space club and planet 10, or should he just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him yes on one and no on two. Which was yes, to destroy Russia or uh, number two? Yeah, I love this movie for much of the same reason that Julia loves uh, Les Miserables. I hope everyone else enjoyed it. Did everyone else enjoy it, or did you hate it? I had fun. I, you know I love this movie a lot. I thought it was all right. It's all right. Other Scott? Um, I like it. Having lived through the 80s and actually seen it when it first came out, it's a lot different than watching it 30 years later. We'll get into it more, but um, essentially, this came out in 1984. I think it opened... There was like three other movies that it opened against the same weekend that were like pretty massive blockbusters in their own sense. I don't remember what they were, but... I don't believe it did well at the box office. No, it did not. Um, really? You're telling me this movie didn't draw on a big crowd during its initial run? <laughs> yeah, it, I think it was probably wow. hard to market this um, crazy-ass movie. Um, I can't imagine why. So yeah, it was yeah. directed by W.D. Richter. Um, who wrote the screenplay for Invasion of the Body Snatchers and co-wrote uh, Big Trouble in Little China. So you can see a lot of the same stuff going on in, in that second movie specifically. There were the first one makes who wrote, zero sense. There were multiple people who wrote Big Trouble in Little China. The I'm assuming it was just John Carpenter and W.D. Richter. Wow. Um, so this movie stars Peter Weller, uh, RoboCop, Ellen Barkin. That's what it was. Yeah, he's RoboCop. You didn't know he was RoboCop. Yeah, I... No, I like. I was like trying to figure it out the whole time. I couldn't figure it out. John Lithgow, uh, who won an Oscar, not for this movie, but for another movie. It was Pet Cemetery, 2019. Uh, no, I believe it was <laughs> The World According to Garp. He played a trans uh, person, and he's the dad from Third Rock. He's everyone's Sun. favorite old mm-hmm. weirdo man. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, whose best work was in Jurassic Park. 
Chef, yeah. Chef Goldblum, known for Tim and Eric Million Dollar Movie, Jurassic Park 2. And Christopher Lloyd, Boston. who is known Boston, for... New York. Buckaroo Bump, no. Uh, that movie with the books with Macaulay Culkin? Yes, Page Master. Page Master? Was he in Page Master? I'm pretty sure that he's the librarian in Page Master. All right. So, I think the most interesting thing about this movie 35 years later is that the situation that we find ourselves in in the 2010s with the extended movie universe phenomenon this movie did that with no extended universe 35 years before that was a thing um what do you was that is that the weirdest thing so I was I was trying to explain this movie to Julia and we just sort of I just sort of had to keep screaming at her it just works it just works it just works much like King Crimson I don't know I don't know someone tell me someone tell me how King Crimson works I need to know I need to know how King Crimson works please yeah. um, which was also something I had to wrap my brain around this week So as we were watching i had to i think the best way i explained it was it's like picking up the fifth writer on like a 270 page long comic book run you know what i mean it's like issue 126 of buckaroo bonsai because it's he's he's got his like giant penny into tyrannosaurus rex in the watermelon in the uh hydro press or whatever that is Why is there a watermelon there? I'll tell you later. Like, there is, like, a lot of, like, weird stuff that is just kind of, like, oh, this was probably in another issue or something, you know? It's literally... There are so many references in this movie to nothing. Just things that never happen (laughs) and things that will never happen. Jeff Goldblum keeps asking who one guy is who isn't there, and they're like, he's in Tibet. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure he has a side comic. Do we know why Jeff Goldblum dressed up as a cowboy? Where do you hail from, Doc? Uh, New Jersey, Fort Lee. Hey, where are your spurs at? <laughs> Once you make fun of me. No, I was okay. so pissed about I think, that. I think it's because when, when he's doing the surgery with him, Buckaroo Banzai asks him, do you dance? And I think that they're a band so he thought that they were going to be playing music, which is, ended up being true, but he didn't realize what kind of music it was. Well, if you look at the tour bus, it looks like they're a country and western band. It was a good-looking cowboy outfit, though. Some very wide pants, for sure. It was better than what Buckaroo was wearing. That's just wrong, and you're wrong for saying that. Has Sam taken a vow of silence? Well, there's just a lot of people talking. I'm just staying quiet. Wait, no, you to need say. to talk. No, there's too many people talking. No, like, speak. God bless it. I don't know what else. What was the question? Does his shirt look cool? Yeah, it's nice. It's red. Why, Jeff? Goldberg Scott was asking about extended universes. Oh, like the end with the dancing. Sure, talk about. It. I thought isn't that what you were talking about? No, we were talking no. about how this is a movie that is... <laughs> That's how I took that question. I was like, oh, they're dancing. No, dancing. Sam, they okay, mean that, that they started the multiverse before any comic book thought of it. I understood the question, but like... Did I dumb that whatever. down enough, Mitchell? What's the next question? So, <laughs> what's the next question? Um, Pass. So this movie's kind of 
in its time in the 80s it's also kind of out of its time like i was just saying um are there any other movies that you could like kind of think of that are like that um one that kind of comes to mind is for me is like jurassic park how the effects very much still hold up 25 years later that movie came out in 1993 i think um uh which effects are you Wait, talking what? about? Yeah. The dinosaurs? What way does... <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Jurassic Park. I'm talking about Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, no, not the special effects, just the way it's structured. Oh, I'm, I'm at Jurassic Park. We were just talking about how extended universes are... Right. This was way ahead of its time in terms of that. What other movies were way ahead of their time with other stuff? I don't, I don't know that I would even call it an extended universe, though. It, more of just like, okay, is anyone watching like... Better Call Saul right now? No, but I'm aware of it. Okay, so you know in Breaking Bad when like like when like him and Jesse like meet Gus and they like go into like the lab underground and all that stuff, like that's like a whole world that was built, you know, like prior, right? Whoa, 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 wait, so, Sam, I was like, gonna in... binge watch this. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Okay, so in Better Call Saul though in Better Call Saul though, like there's like that's them building the world of Breaking Bad, right? So that's like that's all that's happening. It's like like we're watching Breaking Bad and we're in the world of Better Call Saul, or we're in this like universe, right? Uh, so I don't, I, but I don't think it's like an like an extended universe or like a multi universe. It's a weird thing because there are literally comic books referenced that don't exist in the movie. It's it's like when you're reading a comic and there's a page and there's like a reference on it and it says read issue sixty seven to understand this reference says editor right. Mike. So, well, so, so does that work and is that an extended universe? If there is, no that's what I'm saying. Universe? It's it yeah. doesn't no, exist. No, this is though. a this is a com this is the best comic book adaptation I've ever seen and it's not adapting any comics. So no, the so no, it's not it's not anything. No, it's not an extended universe, but it feels like someone went into an alternate dimension, plucked this movie out. An eighth dimension? Yes. It's the Mandela Effect movie. That I could buy that. So I just want you guys to know that living during the 80s, nobody actually dressed or behaved the way that any of those people did in that movie. I don't believe you. Uh, Speaking of which, is everyone in this movie the coolest person that's ever existed? Peter Weller is already the coolest person who's ever existed. Peter Weller, I think, is like one of the, one of my favorite actors just because of the way he reads his lines, like in RoboCop especially, but here too. It is just like baffling what he does, and he just keeps a straight face the whole time. You don't know if he's in on it or if he's or if he's just serious. But so it's wonderful. He also just keeps his eyes really big the whole time. Yeah, when he screams he... <laughs> "Evil, pure and simple" from the eighth dimension. Evil. Pure and simple from the eighth dimension. Fantastic. I feel like they just. I feel like his like style of acting is just like you know what, slice off my eyelids. Like let's just that keep these bad keep these puppies. That line where he goes, uh, no matter where you go, there you are, is like the best random quote I can think of in this movie personally. Hey, 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 don't be mean. We don't have to be mean, because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. It's just so perfect. He's like so cool and doesn't try, and I think that's like 
part of the charm of the movie kind of the red glasses the, the yeah, random like samurai get shit or bushido stuff that happens is like you're just like what is happening here but it, he someone he was just like off. you know what he's a secretary he's a sexy secretary and perfect tommy the dude with the bleached hair also like perfect tommy. very cool outfits and then the random like weird italian uh john what's his name reno reno who was in it for all of four and gets shot he gets shot in the arm well don't forget good old clancy brown clancy brown was great clancy brown is always great i have never seen a movie where i'm like you know clancy brown really brought down i the other thing in this movie there are some great character actors in this movie just some wonderful faces. Going totally uh, off the, the wall, two, too. It does, it does kind of feel like a movie that I would expect Brian Dennehy to be in. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Brian. But yeah. all the bad guys in yeah, this movie no, went some... totally wild with their performances, and it was very good. Yeah, everyone seemed to in be particular. in on it. Either that or there was a lot of cocaine on the set. That, there, too, probably. Absolutely, that was a thing. Why else would you make a movie in the 80s? That's the only reason. Um, so my favorite scene in this movie is when they go into the nightclub and start playing that song and everyone's like doing that weird dance. He gets up there and just starts shredding on the guitar for no reason. You got it. Let's rock and roll. like this movie and if so why i thought it was i thought it was very charming and like obviously you have to compare it to big trouble in little china because it's the same same. one of the same same writers and i I think it's charming in that way it's very like goofy it's fun it's self-aware it's winking at you uh it's not as good as big trouble in little china but i I had a lot of fun with this movie i had a lot of fun with this movie it's it's a good time I you it's one of those things that you either kind of get or you don't. I feel like you either like this or you hate it. I don't think there's an, really an in between because I it's just a lot of it is pure nonsense and you kind of have to get like comic books to like really like understand it because Julia was just staring at me like what is happening. I just kept asking what was happening and he just said it just works. It does. I need to know. you keep you keep saying this it didn't just work for me though but i thought it yeah was fine. yeah yeah like you keep saying this comic book thing and i i think i disagree because i i think with a comic book like okay i can pick up an issue of batman and maybe i've seen a movie or something but and like but like at least i know who batman is like that's there for me jump into this movie and be like why does john lithgow look like that what happened to him it's I, I don't I think well I they tell you what happened and why he looks like that so they they do the backstory stuff on everybody like wh- okay but like why is he a surgeon why why not why <laughs> is he in everything why is everybody everything why is Batman a master movie? of karate and the world's best detective and the world's best lover and has the hairiest chest and can do surgery on himself and yeah. has the best yeah jawline. seriously Buckaroo Batman I think Peter Weller would have been a good Batman actually. You know, now that we're like talking about it, this movie's kind of hard to talk about because there's just like a lot of things that like don't make any sense and you just have to like accept was, it. And then it's like, well, that was the main what thing. else? That giant snail yeah, was pretty frightening. 
I don't even remember that. Where they were going to, where they put the thing and it was going down towards Penny and he had to grab it in the last minute and throw it away. It was a snail. Oh, that thing. It kind of reminded me of that scene in Star Trek Wrath of Khan where they put that thing in Chekhov's ear. You don't remember when they were, they put that thing and it was going to eat her? No, I've seen seen Wrath of Khan, Dad. You haven't seen Wrath of Khan? I have seen Wrath of Khan! I can tell by the way you reacted you've seen Wrath of Khan. All of our listeners, if you didn't get this dynamic. (laughs) I love it myself, personally. Yeah, comic book movies should be destroyed. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, this is, this is, I yeah. except for maybe like Guardians 2. What about like, okay. Oh, who didn't cry at the end of both Avengers movies? I didn't. The, the two new not. ones. I don't. I cried a lot. I cry a lot during Avengers movies because I can't. It's so stupid. No. I can't help it. It's not a good reason. It's just that there's a lot that is happening on screen all at once and it's so big. And it's like so cathartic that like Sam I is just, describing a panic attack. That I, I, I start crying. It's it first happened in Pacific Rim. There was like oh, there was like we are it, canceling the apocalypse. It wasn't that moment. It was like when like uh uh the Charlie Hunnam in his like robot punches the alien thing out of the ocean and it like just knocks it down and it was just so epic and I remember like looking over at my sister and like crying. I, I had tears. In my we were eyes sitting in like the front too. row and it's like it did brain damage to me. I, Pacific Rim fucked me up. I've never I had like in chills in the back of my neck and I can like feel tears welling up when shit like that happens and I'm like this is literally the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. What about Batman versus Superman? Best comic book movie ever created. Speaking oh, that's of things. Dawn of Awesome. I, that's as mad as I've ever seen Mitchell in my whole life is when we went to go see that movie. Watching that movie. Yes. He was, movie. He was literally chewing on the seat in front of him. He was so angry. I had it literally, just makes me my, so happy I had literally to know gotten he also had to watch it. Dumped over text that morning, too. <laughs> oh, Nice. And you decided to go well, see the, it. And Sam, we movie. went to go see it with a what bunch of I people so he couldn't storm out in the middle of it like if, it, if I was just there with him because we had other people with us. That's I was so mad. I hated that movie he walked, so much. He was like kicking oh people. Oh, he was angry. So Yeah, anything with Superman is ass. Um, <laughs> no, the first Superman. Oh, with Christopher Reeves? Oh my yes. God, Mitchell. <laughs> being like... Wait, no, Superman 2 is a good movie. When he rips the cellophane yeah, S Super- off of his chest, two, he like, throws Reeves it. Remember Marlon Brando yeah, and Superman? I agree with that. Remember when Marlon Brando was in Superman? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah there's his an dad. interview where Christopher Reeve calls him a lazy asshole. Well, he got, do you know how much money he got paid for 10 minutes? Two bucks. It, okay. No, he got paid a lot of money for not doing anything. All right, let, let, me, let me return from the Twilight Zone. Here's... Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have any any input or questions about the actual movie? Oh, I this had. Is, that's a hard one. I had lists. I had. I'm. I, yeah. I started writing stuff down because I didn't know what it the was, fuck else to it's do. It's an easy movie to watch and it's fun, but like, what the hell do you say afterwards? It was not an easy. Movie I did not to think it was easy to watch. If you just sit there and accept that it's I happening, it was... it's easy to watch. If you try to like think about oh, what the you. hell's happening, then yes, it's hard. I need uh, to know everything that's happening and why in everything yeah, that I this see. Is and my head almost exploded and I almost took Mitchell's with what me. Was, yeah. What was the worst part for you? The part where I literally laughed so hard I almost cried, which was the sign on the door. Oh. <laughs> that said, uh, what, did it, what did it say? No come, no come, no comes? No uh, comes. C-U-M-C. Oh, yeah. 
Secret. S E K R I T. Hey, John John no Big Booty in. was not, or John Big Bootay was not well known for his spelling skills. Yeah. The Orson Welles one, I think, is the one that always. Oh uh, no, that oh, yeah. I think that's a total cop out. That totally makes me mad every time I see that. Really, I think that's I think that's the most clever. I it's brilliant. No, it was a cop out. It was too easy, and it gave Jeff Goldblum to look like you know when he's like thinking and he's like looking down over his glasses like this. That's very Jeff Goldblum. Moment. You know he that's the best part of that scene is Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's the best part of everything he's in. Also, the watermelon scene. The watermelon. That was just symbolic of the entire experience of watching this movie. Yes, if I had to sum up this movie in five seconds, I would show them Jeff Goldblum and Reno walking into the room, Jeff Goldblum pointing at the watermelon, asking what that is, and him saying, I'll tell you later, and waving on, and then it's never explained. Or um, that he says that guy, is that guy a scientist? And he goes, oh, you mean Mr. Wizard? And they never explain (laughs) that. (laughs) Also, the fact that that girl was his dead wife's identical twin, and that who she is was the, the queen, queen of the, the Netherlands. Netherlands, and then that was like barely fucking talked about. Wait, what? Yes, it. I I totally miss it. She yeah. was queen of the Netherlands. Yeah, you Penny, can blink and miss it. That's Penny, the yeah. problem. Penny Pretty's sister, is except it wasn't really her sister. It was her twin sister. Yeah, it was. It wasn't her twin it sister. Was. Yes, it was. Uh, Sam, did you have some notes? You were then wouldn't she be the queen of... Uh, yeah. Shut yeah. up, Joe Biden! <laughs> uh, I have just a few things. Um, there's just a few questions, and I'll just, I'll read them as I go. Why, all right, number one, why are the good aliens Jamaican? <laughs> uh, I have an answer for that. <laughs> I have an answer for that. Well. Julia, Julia the, thought the, it was casual the, racism. The, no, that's I get into that in these questions. The bad ones are the uh, red lectoids, and the the good ones that are black are the black lectoids. And no, I'm not making that up. Yeah. So my next question: What is wrong with John Lithgow? We already kind of went over that. Uh, why does Buckaroo have sexy secretary glasses? Also has been addressed. Uh, is this about alien racism? And then I kind of went off. Or how racists are aliens. Like, we are people, and then there are people who aren't people. Like, there are two kinds of aliens, and we are just in the middle. And some are trying to save slash kill us, so should I have kids to fight the alien influence? Because aliens clearly want to encourage smart people to not have kids to control Okay, did you actually type all that out? Because I see you scrolling up kids. Also, are the aliens using rhetorical linguistic warfare to make us? Is that one sentence? This this movie. This movie. I need to know. This is what it did. This is what it did. No words. Go. And aliens have dumb body language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. That was one of the best things that's been on this Um, podcast so far. Was that whatever that just was? I believe that was directions to the road to nowhere. I I just had like a dissociation. Uh, yes, yes. Space <laughs> space aliens are racist and do not want you to have children. I saw I saw the birth of the universe. <laughs> I deleted time. <laughs> Sam deleted time for everyone except so himself. So did we all just go into eighth dimension? Okay. So out of uh, ten brain parasites, how many uh, how many brain parasites do you give it? 
I would, I like a seven point Julia. Brain parasites. <laughs> this is Nine. instead of this is instead of stars. Stars. Yeah, just pretend it's stars. Stars. Uh, no, brain parasites is the metric. Brain. If brain parasite, brain parasites is the metric. It's a seven and a half. If stars are the metric, it's a good six. It was yeah. fun, but my brain did be hurting. This is a movie you put on in the background when you're like folding laundry. No, or that's something. Fair. You look up at the fun. Sam, parts. that's that's very fair. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. Six little six brain brainies parasites. as well. Uh, Scott, older Scott the Elder. Thank you. Um, I would have to go with six brain parasites, although. The first time I saw it, it was like 10, but now that I've had time over 30 years to digest it, I'm I'm better now. Since your brain is... And uh, matured. Or... Stupefied. <laughs> degraded. <laughs> degraded. I give it eight and a half brain parasites. Well, okay. So yes, it is very... I love it. The first act is much stronger than the second act, I will say as well. Uh, it kind of tails off towards the end for me, personally. Um, so yeah, that kind of... That's my, that's my thing. This movie is hard to talk about. I've said that a couple times now, but it's still true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you guys seen the like behind the scenes of Aqua Teen Hunger Force? How they write that? They just get so. super high and just like start yelling stuff out, and that's how they make the episodes. And I feel like this uh, is that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, can we talk about before we stop? Can we talk about the end credits real quick? I think that has to be my favorite end credits. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty good. That's the LA River, by Wes the way. Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson literally stole it for um, Aquatic. Aquatic. Yeah, it's the same thing. Well, I think that's been in numerous films, but it 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 did originate here. I think I can't think of it happening before that. Who's next, Sam? Okay, so we are introducing um, a, a new thing. So Sam, why don't you break it down? All right, so. I think themes is like too specific because like you could like, like the example that I said was like, you could be like, Oh, like found footage movies. And then this podcast would just fall apart and everyone would want to kill each other. Um, Cause those are all either horror oh, movies Cloverdale. or boring. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think like genres would be best maybe, but, and like, that's like a really loose word. Like it doesn't have to be like action. Right. It, it, I mean, it could be that that loose, I guess, but like it could it could be like you know slightly more specific, like movies that talk about this issue, you know, and and who I think what we should do is like whoever, so we'll do like five of those movies, right? Somebody gets to pick one, uh, and start the genre off, and then also bookend it, and then the next person gets to pick the next group, and then so we'll go in like groups of like five. But the movie, my movie pick for this week. Is the Blair Witch Project? Oh, what did you oh, say? I actually really Blair like that Witch movie. Project. Literally, the found footage thing so was this... a was a trap. It's a trap. Yes. Yeah. I there were those pictures of you and Jim dicking around in the Virginia woods, and there's a picture of you peeing, which where I literally saw your penis. Of you what peeing in, in the woods. What are you talking happening? about? There is a picture of dad. There's because they were hunting for the Blair Witch in Virginia, which isn't right because they're in. You didn't they're say in that. Maryland. You just wrote... They're in Maryland is where that takes place. 
and dad and Jim are like being idiots. And there's a picture of dad peeing, and you can very clearly. I see guess that's a good thing. I hate I everything about life. what you just said. What? Where did you see this picture? I you. I, where did you see this penis? <laughs> Samuel, where did you see this picture? Seriously, Mitch, I've never seen this picture. Either you or Jim showed it to me. I didn't show. I do not have a picture. No, it's just real. That was my question. So, yeah, I let's go with like. Horror, but that could also include like uh, what I, I want to be maybe more specific, like supernatural. Supernatural horror would be the I theme. That. This has been here. another episode of Darko Malboy. This may be the last episode. I don't know. Hopefully, we don't all die from Blair Witch. We'll have to see how my brain does. If you really want to do it bad, watch Blair Witch too. Okay, Blair Witch is gonna kill you tonight. Um, <laughs> I, I am, I am Scott. I'm also probably, I'm probably Professor Snarp. Cerberus Snarp. I want to be uh, Haggard. I'm Haggard. No, I'm Haggard. She's Haggard. Sam, I'm, I'm Haggard. Who am I then? I'm PS1 Haggard, to be am specific. I, am I uh, Herm- Hermione? Herm- Hereditary. Hermione. <laughs> Joe <Jane>. Chang. <laughs> I'm Cho Chang. I'm Cho Chang. I'm Ching Chong. <laughs> Guess what? How Simon? It's I like that. That's what she named the character. My my name is Seamus McPotato. Uh, I'm Harold. I'm Harold Plobber's yeah, older brother, good. Diddler. My name is. <laughs> oh my god. I'm. I'm just gonna be Voldemort in this whole thing. It's actually Valderfort. <laughs> And it's it's Hogwash's school uh, of wizardry. Uh, hogwash. Who are you? I'm I'm Frodo. I'm He's Frodo, Frodo from uh, from Haggard. No, I don't I don't know which one I would be. Uh the Mag- no, uh McGarnagal. Is that a real person? You just made that up. <laughs> it's Maggie Smith. Isn't that like a scotch? Dan Maggie Smith. <laughs> McGurnagle. I'm, I'm the actual Gryffindor. McGurnagle-er-gle-er-gle-er. Scott the Elder, say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mitchell, say bye-bye. Julia, bye-bye. say bye-bye. Sam? Bye. Bye-bye. Wait, are we waiting for the next bye, bye out of Julia, or we just get one? I want to hear everyone say it. Shh. Okay. We got, we got one. My name is Shut Scott, up. and this has been Darko Malboy. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.